Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking with your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and that's me. And we get together every week and we talk about different financial ideas or strategies or concepts. And before anybody who's joining us for the first time starts to yawn or, or tune me out, it's it's not that kind of financial show. It's the kind of financial show where we talk about real real world topics or daily topics, if you will, that uh, we get to break down in a language that makes sense to us rather than in, in numbers and graphs and statistics. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. And during the day, I, I double as an advisor, a financial advisor and a keeper so that I can come and, and talk about different things that I see happening in the world and why I think when they make it so complicated, we really can break it down and make it less complicated so uh, that you can truly, truly, truly understand your own stuff because I believe you can. And that's a little bit about our show, a little bit about our network if you're joining us for the first time. We have, i got to say, I, I can't say absolutely, but I feel like we have just about everything covered that could help you get through any area of your life that you're looking to get some help with. Um, or guidance with, or a second opinion on. Like, there's all kinds of different areas that we can get some, uh, we can get some guidance. And sometimes you just need to hear other people's story, or you need to hear somebody say what you've been thinking and knowing all along yourself. You just aren't comfortable or confident, or or quite at that place yet where you are ready to make that decision on your own. So I I really encourage people, uh, if you're tuning in, don't make uh, yourself limited to just one area. Tune yourself into the other shows, and that's right. And we've got a, some some comments in the the um, our dashboard where we can come in and communicate during the show, which you're welcome to log into. And we don't have an auto mechanic show yet, so there you go. It'd be cool to have one. Uh, and the funny thing about that is. Uh, I spent over 20 years in the automotive industry. I do not have a mechanic's license. <laughs> so uh, I did have my drive clean license, though, at one time, which was uh, kind of cool here in Ontario uh, to learn stuff. But uh, we won't be, we, we might, we might talk about the financial part of automotive, but uh, for those, someone out there that who, who can speak better on automotive, I think that'd be really cool if we could get somebody in here. And that is absolutely the case. If there's something that you see, where you think, wow, why are we missing something like that, like a, a show on auto mechanics, that would be cool. Then plug yourself in, talk to Christine, and make it happen. Because I, I have to tell you, you don't see a lot of stuff. And I'm just going to tell you a little side behind-the-scenes story, because you don't see a lot of what happens behind the scenes. You don't know how great the producers are. You don't know how much support you get. And you don't know that you don't have to be an expert. You just think that you do. And the best part is there's a lot of support and people always say they work as a team, but uh, in, I, I can tell you, you truly, truly, truly do have a lot of support at the Inspired Choices Network, both on the show and off the show. So if you do think you need, you have a, a topic idea for a host, then I think you would owe it to yourself and, and the world to share your gifts with them. And I just have to tell you, Keisha, she uh, 
she's she's a rock star. So she's a producer, and she saved my butt a couple times because I I slide into home just at the last second, and uh, you would never know any time I've had any technical problems because she just makes it look so seamless and uh, feel so painless. So. Just to give you an example, uh, you just don't know how great it is until you've been on the the other side to experience it. So that's my my plug for you, my commercial, if you will, for the, the network. Uh, and I just encourage you to always check them out and and do what you need to do to make things better for yourself. Because the better you are, the better we all are as a as a world. So today we're going to take on uh, uh, five common misconceptions when purchasing life insurance. So it's it's a funny thing. Every day when I talk to people about their finances in one way or another, either they've got a lot of money they want to invest or they have no money and they don't know why or they have no idea how to start investing or they don't know anything about life insurance or they have life insurance and they don't know what it is. Like There's a whole combination of things that I see all the time. And just as much as what do I do, I see a lot of um, why, what do I not do or or why am I doing this or what does this even mean. So it's sometimes not so much about what you don't know that uh, is important to understand your finances. Sometimes it's about the stuff that you have and you don't understand, or it's the stuff that you don't have and you don't know why you don't have it and you don't know why you would need it. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. It's it's a Mythbusters type of show about life insurance. So we'll make it as fun as we can. Uh, I have talked about life insurance in the past because it's a big topic. Like, to be honest with you, you could talk about life insurance every day and there's some people that's all they do is life insurance or variations of life insurance because it's not just, oh, here, you know, life insurance, term 10, off you go. Like there's combinations of permanent and temporary. There's permanent only. There's temporary only. There's key man insurance, which is um, for business owners. There's uh, insurance used for estate planning. There's insurance used for building wealth. There's insurance that you can use to build generational wealth. So there's so many options in insurance that people think it's kind of boring as a as a, when you first talk to them, but when you start telling them about it, it's actually really fascinating and really, really cool. And we talked before about even how you can use life insurance to help your favorite charity. So how cool is that? We can help other people with life insurance. So today we're just going to talk about some of the misconceptions of life insurance. And there's five big ones that you get uh, that I, I hear a lot about and people don't understand a lot. And I'm going to give you the first one before we we take our first break and then we'll just work our way through them. So the first misconception is group insurance is all I need. So for any of you out there who are are in a position where your employer or you are the employer and you're providing this yourself in your in your business, if you're involved in a group benefits program and that group benefits is typically something that covers off uh dental, uh drugs, paramedical, which is your uh, osteopath, your massage therapist, your chiropractor, um, all of those, the homeopath, those are the paramedical stuff. And then typically you might have a little, you may or may not have a, a travel package. Usually you don't have vision because vision is pretty expensive. You might have a hearing aid portion that you can use, that can be used in your program. You might have um, orthotics. You might have different kinds, prosthetics. You might have different levels of a plan, but that's what a group benefits plan is. So you and everybody you work with has exactly the same thing and you have it through the exact same company and it's controlled by the employer. So that's what a group plan is 
typically when we talk about it, and that's what most people think of. Now, in that group plan, there is sometimes a component for a disability, uh, either short or long term, or there is a component sometimes for life insurance. And this is the first myth that we're going to talk about, or misconception, I guess, uh, is what about that life insurance in your group plan? So if I have life insurance in my group plan, that's all I need, right? Because I have life insurance. Well, if ever, if ever you've talked about how your actual plan works, then I'm just going to break it down for you. So your group benefits plan, as fantastic as it may be or as lacking as it may be, it only exists for you while you are employed at that company. So if you're working at ABC Company and they're offering group benefits and, and maybe it's a great package and you're getting all kinds of dental and you don't pay anything, it's 100%, no copay, because a lot of them are 80% and you either get reimbursed for it um, from the company or sometimes they bill direct, but you pay 20%. So if you know you had a $100 dental bill, you pay $20 and the company would pay $80. Still a great deal. I'm not disputing that. Uh, however, when you break down how it works, when you leave that place of employment, you don't have it anymore. So if I started working at ABC Company when I'm 20 years old, and I retire from there at 65. Now, I know that's a whole other show about why statistically people don't stay at the same job for the 40 years like they used to and, and all that stuff. But just pretend I'm finished school, I go into work for AC Corp, you know, company, and at age 65, I'm going to retire from there. Now, I've had group benefits my whole life. Well, I've worked there my whole working life, which is my dental and my drugs and my paramedical and my travel because it's just Remember, I give them, I'm working at a company that's going to give me in my pretend situation, I've got this great benefits program. So my life insurance is also in there. That's all I have is what my group benefits are. So now I'm 65 and I'm going to retire. What happens to my group benefits? Well, it, essentially, it stays with the company. So now I'm talking about regular private companies. There's differences with pensions and the, the government jobs and so forth. And there are a few companies when you're higher executives that the, the benefits carry on forever. That is so far and few between that we're not, I'm going to not be addressing that. I'm talking about you and me, regular, everyday, normal people that could encounter group benefits. So when our group benefits ends, when we leave the company, either by quitting or by retiring, at age whatever, age 65 is pretty normal. We use that for retirement. So at 65, I've left the company. Now I have nothing. I have no group benefits. And I now have no life insurance. So what does that mean? Well, that might not be a big deal because maybe I'm still super healthy, but I am 65. So at this point, I'm older, which means my premium is going to be higher because when we talked about life insurance before, for any of you that, that caught that show, the, the the short of it is that the actuarius, which is these super super fun math nerds <laughs> that uh, that like to calculate all the statistics of longevity of people, and it's all based on a formula. They're going to say my chances of living uh, a long time at 65 is less than my chances of living a long time at 20. Does that make sense? We all expect that too. So obviously, it's going to be more expensive for the premium. Now, here's the other thing that happens is let's pretend I'm healthy. Let's pretend everything's great. I have no issues. I can apply for life insurance. The only difference is the premium is going to be higher. I can still pass the medical if they're, because I'll have some medical questions or potentially a, a medical interview where they take your vitals and blood sample and stuff, um, depending on the amount and all that, because 
there's a whole formula that goes into that. But what we care about right now is what happens to our insurance. So now I have nothing and I have to apply for life insurance at age 65. Now, if in that time I have ever encountered any medical problems where I have become diabetic or I have uh, become um, uh, epileptic or I've had a heart attack or I've had a stroke, I still might be healthy in the sense that the doctor says I'm okay, but we're regulating stuff with drugs, so maybe my blood pressure or something like that, that now is going to make me a higher risk for the insurance company, right? And depending on what it is, I may not qualify for the insurance that I either want or the price that I want it at. So, or not at all. It's possible not at all. So here's the challenge with the misconception of purchasing life insurance. One, it's almost never enough coverage. So if something were to happen to you, it's, remember I said to you, it's all controlled by the employer, which I'm not complaining about. We're grateful that they've, they've supplied it. But it's typically not a lot of money. So it might be one year worth of wages, or sometimes it's two times year's wages up to a maximum amount. So it's usually not enough money. So if during my time that I was at ABC company up to age 65, if I died, then my, my life insurance and my group plan would have paid out, and it's probably going to be $50,000, $20,000, something like that. And if it did, that's probably not enough to cover my income to replace it for my family or to pay off my mortgage or to put my kids in school, depending on what age it happened at. So first of all, we have to look at the amount. It's usually not enough. I've I've never seen it. I'm sure it's possible but on a standard plan, it's usually not enough coverage to protect your family in the event of your death. In addition to that, we said it's only yours so as, as long as you're employed at the company. So we all know, I said in my example, I start there at 20 and I retire at 65. Well, that's not terribly realistic in today's day and age. Either you move around by choice or you move around because companies are go, they go out of business or they get bought up or um, something happens. They go bankrupt. It does. There's all kinds of op- options out there that could affect the employment, right? So job security is is rarely certain in this day and age. So when we talk about group life insurance, um, it's great to have group coverage, but the life insurance portion of it, it's rarely an ideal way to cover the expenses in your family budget. And purchasing it as you get older is more expensive, which means you get close to retirement and maybe you start to think about it then, uh, in which case we're still talking about the higher premium amount. Uh, it, and it's also out of your control. So if the employer changes companies or the, cha- the plan changes in any way, then 99% of the time you are just following whatever the plan is. You don't actually control what the plan is. So that's one of the big misconceptions of purchasing life insurance is that group insurance is all I need. And and I would suggest that it is rarely, if ever, all you need. And I say that because the only time that I can think of that it would be all you need is if you cannot qualify for anything else and you have absolutely no chance of getting insurance outside of that, which isn't very common, then it's all you get. So... And one of the questions we have in our chat room is, does the company typically pay the premium or is that the employee paying for it? It's, it varies. So some employers, now typically if you're in a vice president or a higher executive, the company probably pays for it. But even the public sector, like teachers, 
that people they have great in Ontario here they have fantastic benefits one of the best packages you've ever seen they still pay part of it part of it so a portion of theirs comes off of their paycheck so that's the other part of it which is a great question because if your um, company is paying the whole premium that could also change so we've seen lots of changes in pensions where the companies reduce the contribution or they've reduced the matching portion of it it's the same thing all of a sudden they could say well, instead of paying 100% of your benefits we're going to pay 50% or 60% and you're going to pick up the difference and that now becomes money out of your pocket and again you have no control over that so we're going to take our first break of the night and then we're going to come back and we're going to keep talking about some of these misconceptions because it's super, super important that we understand what we have. Again, that's our job here is to make it simple and in plain language so we can evaluate our own stuff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspire Choices Network. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the five common misconceptions when purchasing life insurance. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network and today we are talking about misconceptions about life insurance. And just before we went to break, I mentioned number one, which was group insurance is all I need. That's the misconception. And I would, I would strongly suggest that if you have a group plan, and I've done this for people, and I'm happy to do this for people because it's important that you know what you have or what you don't have. Because a lot of times people think, oh, it's covered under my insurance and my group plan. It's covered under my group plan. Or another one, just as a side note, 
is your credit cards. And this is for anybody around the world. This isn't a Canadian thing. This isn't an American thing. This is for everybody. Know know what you have and know where it is and know what you're covered for because it's all fine and well to think you have something and not use it. It's a whole different story when something happens and you need it and you don't have it because you thought you had it. So I'll give you a quick example. Credit cards used to be famous for uh, travel insurance coverage on your card. And a lot of you out there might have some coverage on it. I, and I'm not saying you don't because I have some on mine. It comes with the yearly fee and all this stuff. But the reality of it is it's not the coverage you think it is. Nine out of ten times, people think that if I go on vacation, I have my credit card, I don't need travel insurance because I'm covered under that. And I have a very, very sharp, sharp client, a uh, very smart guy, and he thought that too And I, uh, because he was under that impression from a few years ago. Well, what happens is the card companies, just like employers, just like group plans, they change and you don't always read the fine print or you don't always look at whatever the changes are in the plan. And his same story, so I said to him before he left, I said, just do me a favor and check. Just call the card company and make sure you have it because I don't want to see you go to town and something happens because when you're not in Ontario, and I know around the world everyone is under the impression that Canada has this great free healthcare system, and that's a whole other conversation that would people write thesis on. But uh, And don't get me wrong, we do have a good healthcare, but it's not free and it's not all free anyway. So we pay for certain things. Uh, like we pay for an ambulance ride, we pay for a, ca- a cast, we pay for crutches. It's not all free. And in th- we pay a lot of taxes for it. That's a whole other story. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's uh, a, a topic for a whole car- a whole day and night. But he just checked because I said, if you go, if you leave your country, or in our case, if you left your province where you do have decent coverage and you went to the United States where I can see them from across the border in a lot of our provinces, and it's a, it is a different country and you do need different coverage. And it would be extremely expensive to not have a plan. Think of it like this. If you're in the United States and you don't have any kind of insurance, how expensive would it be if you got hurt and had to go to the hospital? It'd be super expensive. Same story as if you're an out of state visitor. So if you travel and you don't have travel insurance, you are taking a huge, huge gamble, in my opinion. So anyway, he, he checked and sure enough, the insurance had been changed a few years ago, and he did not have the coverage he thought he had, but easy fix. He was able to get a super, super affordable travel insurance plan that covers him now, and he can come and go as he pleases, and, and life is good. And the stress of knowing that if you're out there and something could happen, and and I'm going to tell you, the number one cause in the U.S. was um, of financial distress was health benefits, was health costs, so people paying for health care. And it's it's super important that you have it. So group benefits, uh, as great as they can be, it is not the be-all and end-all for all your insurance. Your life insurance typically and group benefits is is just, I like to think of it as a bonus. Uh, it's great that you have it, but it's not what I rely on and it's not my primary one. So when people are coming in and, and I talk to them about their insurance, and I, ha- do, I always ask, do you have group benefits? What does it look like? What do you have? So if you have group benefits out there, do yourself a favor and just check what they are. So misconception number two is I have plenty of coverage. So a lot of people think I got lots of coverage if they have it. So and it's possible. Again, these are I'm just giving you the the standard, not the exceptions. So it's possible. But not purchasing enough life insurance is an all too common problem that people face. 
And what happens is they underestimate how much money is needed to provide their family with the financial security in the event of their death. So what we want to do is I'll give you the a common rule of thumb when it comes to determining how much coverage your family needs. Now, standard in the industry is you multiply your income by 10, and that's not typically as accurate. But what you want to do is it's a very simple method. It's just called the DIME method. All you need to do, DIME, D-I-M-E, we're talking about money, let's calculate it. It's debt, including final expenses, income replacement, mortgage, and education. So figure out how much you need based on that, and then that's what you need for life insurance. So it's a basically, it's, it's a needs assessment. So you want to do it by a needs-based assessment. So you consider your cash and how much income that your beneficiary or beneficiaries, if you have more than one, need to either sustain their current lifestyle or to pay off your debts or to create wealth for the next generation, whatever your goal is. Like, remember I said, there's lots of reasons you would have life insurance and lots of things it can do, but you want to check and see what that is. So don't forget, when we all die, there's got to be some, you don't have to have a huge, huge service of a funeral service or anything. You can, you're welcome to, but there is a process and you do have to pay for that process. So whatever that process is, probating your will, having a lawyer or attorney uh, review it and probate it for you and register it, having a distribution of assets, um, you know, paying for the final expenses, paying the funeral home, whatever the case is, remember that takes money. And that money, if you don't leave it, that has to come from somebody or somewhere. So that's one of your considerations too. Um, now, what you can do with the people that think they have plenty of coverage um you can review it. And that's what you should do. Just say, okay, what what's happening? What are my needs now? So maybe you have four kids and they're all done school and, and they're married and have their own families. Well, maybe you don't need as much coverage because you're older now and the risk of having a young family if you pass isn't, isn't as high a risk. So maybe you don't need as much and you can look at scaling it back. But do that with somebody. I really encourage you to work with an advisor who works with life insurance so that they can help you with it. The third misconception is that term insurance is the least expensive coverage. So I mentioned earlier, and I've mentioned it in other shows, that there's kinds two, two kinds of insurance. And it doesn't matter where you are. There's different names for it, but there's two categories of insurance. One is term and temporary, and one is permanent. So you have temporary insurance, you have permanent insurance. You can rent a house, you can own a house. You can lease a car or rent a car. You can own a car. You can rent a cottage. You can own a cottage. It's temporary. It's permanent. That's the difference. So temporary insurance is like is like renting your house. It's temporary. And you don't build equity in it. And I say it's temporary because even if you live there your whole life, at some point that house is going to somebody else. It's not yours. So it's it doesn't build any equity for you. And... It can be changed at any time, really. Permanent is it's there forever. Like the house is going to be there forever. And if you own it, you build equity in it. So that's the, the, the misconception that term is the least expensive. It's because when you're younger, the premiums are pretty low because um, it's temporary. There's no equity in it. There's no real bells and whistles to it. It's great and it all has a place. But it all, and all insurances have a place and not everybody should have all different kinds of insurance. They should maybe have one over the other. 
but for the most part term is is the premium is is lower and it's because you might have a 10-year term which is for 10 years a 20-year term which is for 20 years and so on so if something happens this is not uncommon to have a 20-year term for parents so if anything happens to them in the 20 years then the young family is taken care of so the other parent isn't going to be financially strapped so having said that there's a lot of benefits that come with low premiums but the deal is the premiums go up. So it might be low right now today, but in 10 years, if it's a 10-year term, that premium's going up. And then in 20 years, it's going up again, and it's jumping up quite a bit. So what you want to look at is over the long term, how much insurance do you think you need? And then you decide on a when you do your plan, maybe I need a little bit of term, maybe I need some permanent so that I can take advantage of the premiums. So I get the lower premiums for the term for the time that I need it. But while I'm young, I'm also going to get permanent insurance and the term is going to be, or sorry, not the term, the premium is going to be a little bit more, but it's significantly less than when I'm older. So what we're going to do is look at maybe a combination if that if that fits your plan. So term insurance may look less expensive, but over the long term, as you, if you keep renewing it, it actually gets more expensive. And the challenge it becomes, if you want to convert it to permanent insurance, then you've gone all these years renewing it, and then you're going to convert it at a higher age, which means you've probably got a health issue or you've, you're concerned about qualifying for it. So you can convert this, which is a great idea, and that's a whole other topic, but just on the side of it, you can convert it but you're going to be at the mercy of whatever that premium is. You're not going to be able to shop the market to get a better premium. So just that's my um, next two misconceptions. So we have I have plenty of coverage, not necessarily the case, and term insurance is the least expensive coverage, also not necessarily the case. So we're up to our second break of the night, and we'll take our next break, and then we'll come back and we'll We'll talk more about these misconceptions of life insurance. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation about insurance misconceptions. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble on financially on the Inspired Choices Network, and this is financially speaking. You're listening to, and we have been talking about misconceptions about life insurance, and it's really important. I hope it's that we're able to clear up a few misconceptions and help people just understand their life insurance more or even understand whether they need it or not. So I know a lot of people I've talked to, they've got these policies that they, they purchased say, 20 years ago, some of them, and they've never seen them since and we look at them and this is one of the other, this is the next misconception is that I have a policy, I'm all done. So I bought my insurance 20 years ago, life is good, right? I don't have to do anything, I've got my insurance in place, I got it when I was young, and which means I probably got the best rates for premium and it's permanent, so I never have to look at it again. No, your life insurance should be treated as part of your financial plan. So when I say that, I mean just because you bought something 20 years ago, things change in 20 years. Things might be different in your life and in your situation now. You may have gotten divorced. You may have gotten married if you got your stuff, if you bought your insurance a long time ago. You might have a spouse now. Your beneficiary that you originally had listed on your policy may not be alive anymore. Or maybe you want to change beneficiary to your kids instead of your cousin because you didn't have any other relatives. Or maybe you've decided you want to put part of it with a charity because you're now doing some estate planning. So just because you bought a policy doesn't mean you're done and you never have to look at it again. I would argue that your life insurance is one of the most important purchase decisions you make. And I say that because of all the potential that you have to use that life insurance for. It's not just about estate build, estate preservation and wealth building. You are securing your family, especially at a younger age. If anything happens to you, what happens to your family? So you're making sure that you have some financial protection in place for your family. So I know all of us out there have heard of GoFundMe sites and all those fundraising sites. And I did a show a long time ago on about GoFundMe, GoFund yourself. And part of it was because when these GoFundMe sites or types of sites where you're trying to, and I get it, I can appreciate the premise behind it. Somebody, some tragic events happened and the person is, uh, has gone or is, is passing and the family is in trouble financially. So you're now throwing out a Hail Mary and hoping that strangers will help to raise the money to either pay for a, a treatment or raise your kids or help with whatever saving your house. I know there's, I've seen all kinds of them. So I get it. I do. And I can appreciate for sure where it comes from. Here's the thing though. If you look after your own financial house, then you aren't going to have to worry about trying to fundraise or do something like that if there's a tragic event because you're already going to have that in place. Now, that is part of your whole plan and I think life insurance should be included in that because life insurance has the ability to sit by like a very quiet patient, older mentor and then if something happens, it kicks in and it starts to do its thing by 
paying out tax-free dollars to your family so that they can help sustain their financial position or pay off some debt or pay for a funeral or just to make sure that their lifestyle either doesn't get interrupted at all, depending on how you do it, or it's just a minor interruption from the financial side because they're going to be grieving. And for them to be grieving and struggling financially is extremely stressful. So that's why I say insurance can be the life insurance could be the one of the most important things that you do and one of the biggest most important purchases you make. So the other reason like I mentioned briefly that you want to check it is you might have a beneficiary for a spouse that is still listed that's died. Or you might have a beneficiary that uh you've you're no longer married to or you might have a beneficiary that uh you don't want anymore. So these are things that you have to change and make sure that you keep up to date. So if you bought it 20 years ago and you threw it in a drawer and you don't remember anything about it, it's valid. So if the time comes that it gets read and you have three children and two children only are listed on the beneficiary because you didn't have the third one when you bought the policy, that's how it goes. Half of it goes to one, half of it goes to the other, and the third child is 100% left out. So that might not be your intention, but that is what is going to happen because that is how it's laid out. That's why uh, I cannot stress enough, review your policy. Make it part of your plan. You don't have to review it every day, but what's wrong with getting in the habit of just taking it with you when you do your your, your annual review or your 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 review every, say, two years if you don't do it every year or every year and a half, I don't care, whatever your regular review is. Take it with you and say, okay, do I have the right insurance? Is it what I need? Do I need more? Do I need less? Should it be permanent? If it's only term, should we be converting it while we still can? Or, you know, I've had another, I've got three kids now instead of two kids. Maybe we should amend the policy or maybe we don't have enough because I have three kids. There's all kinds of variables. It's, oh, this is 100% about you and your situation. This is not about keeping up with your neighbors and buying another boat. This is 100% about you and your family and your financial situation. And here's just a little uh, spoiler alert for you. Life insurance does not go through your will. Life insurance goes from the insurance company to the beneficiaries, and it almost always passes, and I say almost always because you know there's always exceptions, but it almost always passes the probate and gets paid to your beneficiary within 7 to 10 days, and it's tax-free. So there's other beautiful things about it besides the stuff we're talking about today. So... Having said that, um, please add that to your list of things that you need to do when you have your financial conversation. And you should, if you're not having a financial conversation with a professional advisor or um, a life insurance advisor or whatever the case is, your accountant, your bookkeeper, whoever it is, at least do it with yourself. So set yourself up on an annual, we all have smartphones, we all have calendars that are digital. We all have the ability to remind ourselves one year from now to sit down and review our financials. And if you're not doing it with anybody else, do it with yourself. And if you're married, do it with your spouse because then you can at least know where everything is. There is nothing, there's so many stressful points about about losing somebody. But another big stressor is if you have a spouse and the one has always handled the financials and that's the one that passes away, then the one left behind is not just is upset and it's usually older people in this case. They've been together a long time. So they're very, they're very, very sad and distressed and distraught and grieving. 
And now here they are completely stressed out because they have no idea where the financials are. They have no idea if there's life insurance or where it is or who's got it. They have no idea. Don't do that to somebody. We, we've seen that happen to so many people and we can all, I bet you every one of us just thought of somebody that that's happened to. Don't do that to somebody that you, you legitimately care about and don't want to stress them out. Like the very last act of business on this planet should not be to leave stress to your family or to your the person you care about the most. So that that's my little uh <laughs> preaching from the the small part of Ontario about life insurance. But uh that that truly I I do truly believe it that it should be part of your plan. So review your insurance. If you have nobody and you have no financial plan but you have an insurance policy, make it in your calendar every single year you're gonna check it out and see what it is. All right, so the number five is our last misconception about life insurance, and that is I have plenty of time to buy life insurance. So we probably know people, we might even be one of those people that thinks, oh, I'm so young, I don't need life insurance. I'm not married, I don't need life insurance. I don't have kids, I don't need life insurance. I have lots of time to do that. And then we read stats about how one in three people is getting cancer and one in four people is becoming diabetic, and we think... We should be thinking, hmm, maybe I don't have all this time whenever I can to buy life insurance. So what we might want to consider, and I I will tell you from a personal experience, so I bought my first life insurance policy when I was in my 20s. I wasn't married. I had no kids. I had no prospect of being married or having kids. I was working and working and working and working and and in school because I was a bit of a, a school addict. So I was taking courses full-time while I was working full-time. I had no time for a life outside of that. But I thought, I'm young and I'm healthy, and I think down the road it would make a lot of sense if all these things lined up that I wanted to do that I should have my life insurance in place. So I did permanent life insurance at a higher premium than term insurance, but a significantly lower premium than term insurance 10 years later. And now it's permanent and has ability to do investments and uh, grow and work for me. And it is an ass- it is an asset, which is a whole other conversation again, because there's so many components and shoots to life insurance that get really exciting. But it is an asset you can use as collateral. So that is a true story. You get the insurance, and then what happens is you get for me. I didn't get married till I was in my 40s, and I already had all that in place. Now I'm 20 years older. And my life insurance is already in place. I can change my beneficiaries. I can change my address on the policy because sometimes we move and we got to make sure that the insurance knows where our policy is supposed to be going. So just little things. They don't have to be big things, but little things like that. Or your name changes. Ladies and sometimes men. I have friends that um, his name's changed. So anybody's name can change. And guess what? That needs to be changed on your policy too. So that's why we review these things. So the idea that I have plenty of time to buy life insurance, we don't know how much time we have. So we don't want to be one of those people that gets diagnosed with something and then we buy life insurance. It's the same thing as I just had an accident with my car. I should go get insurance on my car. It's not going to happen that way. So since there's a there's a strong relationship between your age, your health, your lifestyle, and your insurance premium rates. There is a strong relationship between these things. Waiting too long to purchase life insurance can be a very expensive mistake. So the younger and the healthier you are, 
we talked about this, the lower your premiums are going to be for both term and permanent. So if you're younger, your permanent, the permanent insurance premium will be more than the term insurance premium, but it's still going to be a lot young, lot less while you're younger than when you're older. So one of the big misconceptions that you have plenty of time, and I see it all the time, and people are afraid to talk about life insurance, and it scares them because they think, oh, it's a, it's jinxing them or whatever the case is. And I think, you know what? The people who have disability insurance, the people who have critical illness, the people who have uh, home insurance and car, all the proper car insurance, they're usually the people who don't use it because they're not stressed about having that black cloud weighing over them, thinking if anything happened, I'm not going to have it. The people who have it are the ones that are least worried about it because they know they're covered and they can carry on with their life and not think about it again. It's the people who don't have it that I think worry more because they're hoping that nothing happens because they don't have it. So if you don't have car insurance, and I know this is a legal requirement, but say you don't have car insurance, then you're hoping that you never get in an accident because you're not covered. If you do have car insurance, you're hoping you don't get in an accident because it's going to be uh, unpleasant potentially. It's going to be inconvenient if it's just a writing a car off. If it's if it's something where you get hurt, it's, it's one of the things you're not worried about the car. You're, you're not worried about not having the money for the car. You're more worried about all the spin-off from it that's going to inconvenience you. It's But you're going to have the money there. It's the people who don't have it that worry. So we're going to take our final break of the night. And then we're going to come back and just wrap up our conversation. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we will be right back to finish our conversation about insurance misconceptions. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we've been talking about misconceptions of life insurance and purchasing it. So just to give a quick recap on it, we've got, number one, group insurance is all I need. Another second misconception is that I have plenty of the coverage. A third misconception is term insurance is the least expensive coverage. The fourth misconception is I have a policy, I'm all done. And number five, which we just talked about before the break, was I have plenty of time to buy life insurance. These are some of the misconceptions that people have that are fairly common and fairly popular. And and a lot of times, if you talk to somebody, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, I don't need life insurance, um, or I have enough life insurance, or I'm covered under my group plan. That's Those are the, the ones I hear a lot the most, uh, or hear the most of so I would just say, if you're in that camp where you're thinking that way, you you might be right. And I'm not saying that you're that all these are wrong. You might be right. It is possible that that you have it all right and you have it all together. What I would really, really, really encourage people to do is make it part of your plan. I mentioned it before, and it's worth mentioning again. Make it part of your plan. Make it part of your annual sit down with somebody, including uh, an advisor or an accountant, or just sit down with yourself or your spouses sit down together and just review yourself and say, hey, you know what? Do we have the right stuff? Do we know if we have the right stuff? If we don't know that we don't, if we have the right stuff, let's ask somebody. There is nothing wrong with asking anybody. I know a lot of people are afraid to ask because they don't want to look silly or they don't want to look like they don't know what they're talking about or about their own stuff. But I'm here to tell you that most people don't. And that's supposed to be our job. People like me, that is our job to explain it to you in a way that you understand. It is our job to make sure that you are comfortable to ask us questions. And it is our job to make sure that both, if both spouses come together, that you're both given the opportunity to ask questions. You're both given the opportunity to get clarification if you don't understand. I know I've had um, people tell me that and friends, I'm not going to lie, I had friends years and years ago before I was in the industry tell me that they didn't feel comfortable asking questions because they didn't want to look dumb or didn't like what they were talking about or that they couldn't understand it. And I always tell them, and I told them then, and I tell you now, nobody cares more about your money and your life than you do or should. So the life insurance, the financial planning, the financial um, setup that you have with your comp- with your spouse and your family Nobody should care more about that than you, which means you should never feel bad about asking questions. You should never be uncomfortable asking questions. And if you are or if your person makes you feel that way, then maybe start looking for somebody else that makes you feel comfortable because there's lots of opportunities out there. And you can find people and you can have that conversation. So when it comes to life insurance and you're purchasing life insurance, don't be afraid to ask yourself, you know what? What's in when you go working at that new place and they say, and we give you benefits. Great. That's great. What's in the benefits? What's covered? And when I leave here, is there any opportunity to take them with me? And most of them, they usually aren't. Or you have a a 30-day window where you can take it with you and the premium usually goes up. But you're locked into what you have. So, And then you also want to ask them how much Am I with my contribution or are you the, is the company paying 100% of it? And 
by the way, is there any flexibility or is it one size fits all? Which means everybody in the company gets the exact same benefits. Because there are different, it's a smorgasbord style where you can pick and choose what you want. So my needs might be completely different than the person working beside me, but sometimes there's more advance or or sometimes companies bring in different kinds of plans. There's not, for the most part, it's the traditional plan. Everybody gets the same thing. So just make sure you look at that. Make sure you ask yourself, why am I getting this insurance? When you buy life insurance, what's the purpose for it? Uh, what am I hoping this life insurance is going to do? Well, it's again, and I've said this before, and I mean it completely, insurance is, has absolutely nothing to do with the value of your life. It is, what is this insurance going to replace for me? It's not replacing me. It is replacing something for me. It is replacing my income. It is replacing the debt that I have. It is replacing my mortgage. It is replacing the kids' education if I want to make sure I have kids and they're they're on the path to go to school. I want to make sure they have education. Education is not getting cheaper. It is getting to be more money than it is less money. Um, now, sure, people can apply, in, especially in the United States, scholarships on sports and academic are, are quite popular and very, very um, common that people can apply for scholarships. In Canada, not a lot of scholarships. I mean, sure, there's some, absolutely. Um, some assistance programs, for sure, yep, but not no guarantees. So what we're doing is we're saying, okay, worst case scenario, we're paying for all this insurance, we're paying for all this education. I want to make sure my insurance covers the kids' education. So just in case something happens to me, it pays it off. So these are some of the questions we're going to ask ourselves when we are asking ourselves why we are purchasing this insurance. What's the, what's it going to stand in the place of for me? Not me, for me. So hope that helped a little bit um, with some of the misconceptions. If you have any questions, if there's any burning topic that you want to have dissected for you or that you don't understand or you have a question for, and if you are in that category where you're afraid to ask somebody, don't be afraid to ask us here at the Inspired Choices Network. We will answer any question that you want. There is a show, I guarantee you, that will answer any question you have. As far out there as it is, if it's a financial question or as basic as you think it is, it's great. Send it in. Join us in the chat room. Um, text it to us. Call us. Whatever the case may be. And we will be back here every week to help understand more financial concepts. So thank you for joining us. I'm excited about insurance. We're going to talk about it again on the show. So join me every week and we'll keep talking about all the different topics that people ask me about and that I see every day in my practice. So join us again back here on Financially Speaking and we will take on another topic. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.